Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. Is June 27th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And today is going to begin our turn toward free agency. July 1st is this Saturday, and there is a lot to get ready for for the rest of this offseason. A lot to, to dive into. We got plenty to go uh, for the rest of the week. We're going to mainly focus on free agency. There'll still be some draft stuff. We'll still talk a little bit about uh, the the Magic's new additions and Jonathan Isaac and Wesley Wundu, uh, Wundu, sorry, uh, and uh, we'll 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 get into all that and what it all means. But the big focus for the rest of the summer is free agency, and so that's what we're going to talk about today on the show. My plan is, as it as it has been on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, is to try and go through each position or each position group in free agency, one at a time. I'll double up on one of the days the rest of the week. Uh, when the Summer League roster is announced, I'll, I'll break that down and talk a little bit about that and talk a little bit about the trade opportunities too. But today, we're just going to set the table. And to set the table, I think it's best to start with a little bit of a math lesson. Mainly, how much cap room do the Orlando Magic actually have? And the answer is not a lot, believe it or not. This is this is not a summer where the Magic have a ton of room to play around with. This is not a summer where the, the team is going to be washed with cash and able to spend on free agents. It's going to make improving this roster that much more difficult. Let's dive straight into the numbers. The Orlando Magic, according to Basketball Insiders, have $77.9 million in guaranteed salary for next season. That's Bismack Biombo, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, uh, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton. Uh, you know, all the players on the roster. The free agents uh, this year are Jeff Green, Jody Meeks. Uh, Damian Rudej is set to become a restricted free agent. Uh, I don't think it's likely the Magic will offer him a deal and retain him. Uh, C.J. Watson has one of his $5 million guaranteed if he's on the roster by July 10th. Uh, I think it's very low probability that he will be on the roster past July 10th, uh, but that's my guess. I, I have no clue if that's actually the way that they, the Magic want to go. But essentially, the Magic have a lot of money under under contract already for next season, and it's all the starters, of course. So your, your top six guys, uh, Peyton, Fournier, Ross, Gordon, Vucevic, Biombo, all under contract. DJ Augustin, still under contract. That's going to make up your $77.9 million. The salary cap is expected to come in at around $99 million. So that gives the Magic roughly $21 million to, to play around with as just a raw number. But we're going to eat into that number. We're going, to, we're going to chip a little bit away at that number. The Magic will have a $4.2 million cap hold for Jonathan Isaac. Essentially what a cap hold is, is a placeholder contract for... A team. Uh, it, it's essentially a, a 
you know, in order to take advantage of bird rights or of any of the the advantages a team has to retain its players, there has to be a placeholder salary. So you can't essentially have a $21 million, a 20 million, let's, let's be simple numbers. You can't have a $20 million contract come off your books and say, I'm going to spend $20 million on a new player and then use bird rights, which allow teams to go over the cap to re-sign their players, to re-sign my $20 million player. It allow it, it disallows for that double counting. So, you know, for example, Jeff Green with a $15 million salary this year has like a $17, $18 million cap hold. We are wiping that off the books because we all assume Jeff Green will not be back with the Magic. So the Magic get the benefit of his salary leaving the books. Uh, what is important to note about these cap holds is they can be waived and reenacted fairly interchangeably. So it's it's more of a cap mechanism than than an actual kind of hard and fast hold on the books. Um, what, you know, with draft picks, once you release them, they're gone. Uh, you lose your rights to the player. But say with Jody Meeks is a perfect example. Seven and a half million dollar salary last year. His cap hold comes down at I think ten and a half to eleven million dollars. If the Magic want to retain the right to go over the cap to resign him, they have to leave that cap hold on the books. Now, if they think that they have a player that they're gonna they're gonna sign and, and have to waive that cap room or that that cap hold, and then they don't get him, you know, essentially you you waive it. At the moment, you need it. It's it, it, it's something that you can easily discard if needed. So back to to our math here: four point two million dollar cap hold for Jonathan Isaac. That gets us to eighty two point one million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Let me make sure I have my math right there: eighty two point one million dollars. So you still have roughly seventeen million dollars of cap space to to go. The Magic will also have a $3.1 million cap hold for our good friend, Fran Vasquez. Yes, the Magic, at least for now, and it's been this way for more than a decade now, have retained the cap hold for Fran Vasquez. Essentially, anytime you draft a first-round pick, they are they are given a guaranteed salary. The benefit of being drafted in the first round is you get a guaranteed two-year contract with team options on the third third, fourth, and fifth season, or third and fourth season, and then after the fourth season, uh, you know how it works. So, to, in, to in, you know, you're allowed to go, you're always allowed to go over the cap to sign your own first round picks. It's called the rookie exception. But in order to get the benefit of that, you have to retain the player's rights, and the way the league makes sure you retain the player's rights is every first round pick is given a cap hold for essentially the slated amount that they're supposed to make as a first round pick because all the first round contracts are are, are slotted. Typically, teams will sign that player for 120% more than the slotted amount. And you usually see rookies signed last in the free agency process or very close to the end of the free agency process, which is one of the actually downsides of having the Orlando Summer League a lot of a lot the magic oftentimes sign their rookies first thus creating a real number uh, against the cap that is usually larger than the cap hold number but the magic have a 4.2 million dollar cap hold on Jonathan Isaac they have to everyone's knowledge retained the 3.1 million dollar cap hold on Fran Vasquez it'll be renounced when it's clear the magic used it or needed to renounce it in order to sign someone so add another 3.1 to the total 
That brings the Magic's cap hold total to $85.2 million. Roughly $14 million of cap room to spend. Now, that could get you a nice player, you know, probably uh, uh, at least a, a somewhere between a bench and a starter quality player. But that is not the end of it. That is absolutely not the end of it as far as figuring out how much cap room the Magic have. They also got a $2.2 million trade exception from the Serge Ibaka trade. That essentially means the Magic can use that trade exception to go to go over the cap by $2.2 million in a trade. So they can acquire $2.2 million more in salary over the cap in trades. It expires February 14th, 2000. Or February 14th, yeah, 2018, one year after the trade was made. And it's not likely the Magic are going to let that expire. So the team is now at a raw total of $87.4 million. Again, roughly $12 million of cap space. There are some other unguaranteed contracts, though, that will play a role. The Magic's cap space further reduces when you take Steven Zimmerman, Patricio Garino, and Marcus George's Hunt's contract into account. Zimmerman's contract becomes guaranteed at the end of the free agency moratorium on July 6th. It's not likely the Magic are going to cut him before then. He's probably going to play in Summer League. And Garino and George's Hunt's contracts become guaranteed on opening night. But until then, they count against the cap for the full amount of their salaries for the 2017-18 season. They're all paid a little bit less than a million dollars per year. So it's not a huge hit, but that's another $3 million off the board. Excluding the $2.2 million trade exception, the Magic come in at roughly $9.9 million of cap space. Add that 2.2 in, it comes in at $7.7 million of cap space to work with this summer. That is not a lot of money. 7.7, 7.7, for reference, DJ Augustin gets paid $7.25 million per year. So $7.7 million means the Magic are looking for bargains. They're looking for bench players. They're not looking for starters in free agency. They do have a few other tools that they can use at their disposal. There is the room exception, which means you, know, you use the... You, if, you, if, you're, if you come in under the cap, you can use the room exception essentially to create a double counting situation where you use the room exception. It's uh, about $3 million. If you're below the salary cap by $3 million, if, if the Magic would go over the, if the Magic are at the $3 million mark uh, and they sign a player to, uh, to a contract that would take them over the cap and then want to sign another player, they would use that room exception to do so. It is a set amount at $3 million. They would also have the non-taxpayer mid-level exception of $5.8 million to spend. So they can go out, sign a player for $7.7 million, and because that number would not take them over the apron, which is $4 million above the luxury tax line, they have the ability to use the non-taxpayer mid-level exception of $5.8 million, which means they would be able to give out another roughly $6 million contract, again, likely for a bench player. This would also hard cap them for the season, so they couldn't take in a ton more money in trades. Not that it would be easy for them to do so. So, what is the nuts and bolts in this? What is the end game of all of this? It is to say the Magic do not have a lot of money to spend this summer. They're going to be looking for bench players. They're not going to be looking at the top guys like they were last year. They're going to be looking at 
you know, kind of bargain basement guys, bench players, role players, um, and that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna heavily rely on to improve this roster. Now, I think it's more likely the Magic. Not that they punt on free agency. I think they will add free agents. And we're going to go through the point guards in just a moment and talk a little bit about the Magic's point guard situation heading into free agency. But I think it makes it more likely that the Magic will try to use this limited cap space. You know, they can take they can take in $7 million more. Use this limited cap space in trades. Now, when we talk about trades... We're usually talking about trying to match salaries. That's that's a big component of the NBA trade trading rules. Is you know you can't be a certain amount. You know you can you can you can take on a little bit more money in a trade, but not very much if you're over the cap. But if you're under the cap, you can always absorb more salary into your cap space. So let's say the Magic are shopping Nikola Vucevic around. Let's say the Magic want to trade Nikola Vucevic. He gets paid $12 million. The Magic could then take roughly $19 million in salary back in a trade because they have about $7 million of cap space to absorb salary. Now, typically, you still want to match salaries. You don't want to completely ruin flexibility. But, you know, if the Magic wanted to, they could take on a big salary. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of those big salary players that I think the Magic might be targeting in a trade later on in the week. Um, like I've said, I think the Magic need to go for flexibility, trying to trying to cut, trying to find guys maybe on shorter shorter years, um, players that maybe need a new scene to, to, to contribute a little bit more. But I, I don't think that they will... Uh, you know, kind of take on a, a player that's that's in a bigger deal. It's it's not the Richard Lewis Gilbert Arena situation. I think they need to avoid that. But the opportunity is there to go that route to improve the roster, and I think the Magic will will explore that route. But I also think they'll add one player uh, using their room about seven million dollars, and and maybe consider using that mid that taxpayer mid level exception to add a little bit more depth. I think. The key for the Magic this summer with the space that they have is adding quality depth. Thinking one or two year deals. Don't think big here. Don't think long term. Keep things relatively short term and tight to maintain flexibility. That will help the Magic get better quicker, in my opinion. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. So let's then turn to the free agency class. We're going to start today with the point guards, and I'll t- I'll start by talking about the 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 point guard situation as it stands for the Orlando Magic. This is going to be a very hard point guard tandem to break up, and I think it's just a it's just a matter of finances, really. Alfred Payton is firmly ensconced as the starter. He is the guy for the Magic so far. There are plenty of rumors that the Magic are going to look to trade him. Um, I think most Magic fans would probably say it's time to at least explore the market, if not 
to aggressively pursue that market and trade him. Um, Peyton is uh, Peyton. Honestly, opinions about him run the gamut. He is a brilliant playmaker. You give the put the ball in his hands, he will get to the basket and make things happen. He, his averages after the All Star break last year were absolutely stupendous. When the Magic put the ball in his hands and let him run, let him play an up-tempo game, he thrived. Five triple-doubles speaks to it, but so do his averages. It was, what, 11, 12 points per game, seven rebounds per game, and eight assists per game. There were very few players who averaged that amount for the course of the NBA season. So he was in some elite company at the end of the year. But Peyton's defense... Has been, a, has been a major issue for the team for the last two years, and he has lacked a ton of consistency. It's year four now. He's getting ready to enter his restricted free agency season. Questions are getting raised, and legitimately so. The Magic have to find a solution at the point guard situation and a long-term solution. It's not just about Peyton's shot. It's about his defense. It's about his consistency bringing it every single night. Payton, for his part, seems pretty optimistic about the team's future. Uh, And for now, with the Magic not taking a point guard in this draft, he is and should be their starting point guard. Now, if they, I've said this about Alfred Payton, just like I've said this about Nikola Vucevic. Alfred Payton is a fine, is a a perfectly acceptable starter in this league. Are you going to win with him? I don't know, but... He's at least around the league average as far as starting point guards. Around the middle of the pack as far as starting point guards. You do not give that up unless you have the replacement in place. And I think that is the absolute tenet for what the Magic do with Peyton at the point guard spot. DJ Augustin is not that replacement. He proved that last year when he really had a poor season. He really struggled to have one of his worst shooting seasons of his career really even struggled more after the Magic went to an up-tempo style. I think he was brought in for a certain style of play, and when the Magic did a complete 180 on that style of play, Augustin really, really struggled. The problem with Augustin trying to move him is he is owed he's $7.5 million over the next three years. So that is... Uh, not the, yeah, I mean, he was paid a $29 million four-year contract. He's getting paid about $7.5 million per season. That is a problem for the Magic because he's going to be very difficult to deal. I don't think after last season especially anyone is particularly interested in dealing for him. So if you're the Magic, you're looking at this too deep, you've got two guys that you're, for lack of a better term, stuck with. It's not that Peyton's not good. It's just hard to figure out how to find a better option. It's not that Augustin is is maybe not good. He just may not be the right fit for the team and his salary is going to preclude preclude other teams from taking him on, at least for the kind of value the Magic wants. So, where does that leave the Magic searching this point guard market? Should the Magic be in the market for a point guard? There's a lot of people that think they should, and certainly they need an upgrade at point guard, both starter and reserve. And so I think it's very possible that the Magic will pursue backup point guard options. Remember, like I said, they got roughly seven and seven and a half, eight million dollars um, in sal- in salary cap room to spend, and then another five million in the in the mid level exception. 
So the Magic don't really have a ton of options here. Not many good options. The best guys, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, out of their league. No chance they're getting them. Secondary guys like Jeff Teague, probably out of their price range. He's probably going to get somewhere between $15 and $20 million. Patty, a, a guy that I think a lot of Magic fans have really targeted and really like, Patty Mills. I think he's going to be just out of reach for the Magic. I don't think the Magic are going to have enough space to get him in. He, to me, too, does not, while he played very, very well for the San Antonio Spurs, he does not fit the, the system and thinking the Magic have, especially on the defensive end. I think the Spurs, because of the group that they had, were able to cover up a lot of his defensive shortcomings. And he's going to be coming off the bench. He's a pretty solid shooter. Um, very fast point guard. Good guy coming, again, good guy coming off the bench. If the Magic were to get him, I wouldn't be upset because he is a very good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, do I think the Magic should be targeting him specifically? I don't know about that. Um, I think that he can run the Magic's offense, but I don't think he'll ever push Alfred Payton to be starter. I don't think Patty Mills is your starter. And while he played admirably for Tony Parker in the playoffs, uh, I, I just don't think that's ultimately where he's going to, where your team is going to succeed if that's his role. Um, you pay you pay him like he's a reserve. Probably need to play him like he's a reserve. Maybe a little bit more for that. Um, so it, it, he's a definitely he's definitely on the high range. I think the Magic are going to get priced out out for him. When you look at the other point guards in the class, though, it doesn't look very good. Sean Livingston's my best option outside of outside of Patty Mills. Um, not a great shooter though. Plays a lot more mid range, you know, kind of pinch post. Good backup point guard. You know, his work for the Golden State Warriors speak for itself. But does that really solve? Many of the Magic's problems, especially as a shooter, would he be able to push Alfred Payton for a starting role? Darren Collison is an interesting name. Had a good shooting year last year. Good score as a point guard. Not a great distributor. He could maybe push Alfred Payton for some starting minutes. He's had some some off-court issues uh, in his career as well. He's just kind of a mercurial veteran. I I don't know if he's a better option than Payton long-term. Probably a better option than Augustin coming off the bench, um, you know. But you know, add a little bit more competition to practice. I don't know what he's going to get paid. Um, he made five point two million dollars per year last year. Came off a contract that had him making five point two million dollars last year. So he's probably in the Magic's price range. Um, maybe a guy that the Magic take a flyer on, kind of like you know. There, there are some players in this point guard class where I say this is just like the Jeff Green risk. Um, you know, if you're relying on this guy to be much more than what he is, you're in trouble. I would say that about Darren Collison. I would also say that about Trey Burke, who the Wizards are probably not going to match for restricted free agency. Um, I imagine they let him go. You could probably get him real cheap, kind of give him an opportunity to see if he can become whatever he was supposed to be to begin with. I don't think he's that guy. Um, I think that he's a He's not a good three-point shooter. He's not a good defender. He just kind of is whatever you imagined him to be. Um, he's the Jeff Green of this class, like I said. Um, so maybe if you're really hungry for a point guard, he can go in and do whatever C.J. Watson was supposed to do last year. There's a couple other vets that I might look at. Darren Williams from the Cavaliers. Don't rely on him to be a starter. 
He's a one-year guy, just kind of see if he can spark magic every once in a while. Uh, And then Devin Harris of the Dallas Mavericks as well. He is... um, just he's been a solid player, but he's definitely tailing off too. So this this point guard class doesn't have a lot of options for the Magic. If if the Magic are looking to find a third point guard because they've let CJ Watson go, and and they're looking to kind of replace DJ Augustin's minutes or, or create competition in practice for Alfred Payton, I would make a push for Patty Mills. Maybe throw all my cap space at him because that's what it's going to cost. But I might also look at Darren Collison. Uh, You know, I'm not the biggest Darren Collison guy. And again, you want to really clearly define his role. Um, You know, maybe he can be a scorer off the bench for you. Uh, You know, on on occasion, push Alfred Payton in practice. But it's this point guard class is not very good. This is probably not the free agency to go after a point guard. Maybe you can find a D-league guy that fits better. Maybe uh, Wesley Wundu can, can... can grow into a point guard like he did with like he was doing at Kansas State. Maybe Marcus Georges Hunt can can be that third point guard. Uh, but you're kind again, you're kind of stuck with Peyton and Augustin for the time being. You're certainly I think stuck with Augustin for the time being. Peyton, maybe you're shopping around, but you need to have that solid point guard option in play. There aren't very many solid starting point guard options in play at free agency for the price the Magic can pay. So this is just this is probably not the free agency class to go after a point guard. Um, there are some options available that maybe the Magic would pursue. Um, you know, uh, Collison has some length, he has some versatility. Maybe that's something the Magic want. I, I, he's not as he's not the defender he used to be, um, but he could be a kind of sneaky name in there as well uh, for the Magic to, to look at um, if they strike out on, on Patty Mills, who might be their might be their top point guard target. Um, he'd be my top point guard target. Um, if the Magic want to go for a point guard this free agency class. I'm not 100% sure what that is. Like I said, I kind of expect the Magic to be a little bit more involved in the trade market than on the free agency market. But there's that. Those are the point guards. Tell me what you think. I want to know. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic. Let us know what you think about the point guard class and what direction the Magic should go there. Uh, You can also follow... The, the, the podcast on Facebook at Locked on Magic. And of course, subscribe to the podcast on Audio Boom, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. You can follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, as well as like Orlando Magic Daily on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Got lots of great content coming for you as we gear up for free agency. We'll have the next free agency preview for you on Tuesday afternoon, it looks like. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Magic. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. Congratulations to all the award winners at the NBA Awards Show. We finally handed those things out, especially uh, Victor Oladipo for winning Dunk of the Year. For some reason, Aaron Gordon wasn't nominated. Uh, To Russell Westbrook for winning MVP. Giannis for winning Most Improved. Draymond Green for winning uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Mike D'Antoni for Coach of the Year. Uh, Monty Williams, a fantastic speech for the Craig Sager Award. Um... You know, just his story, I mean, his perseverance is just incredible considering what he's been through. Just an amazing person. Happy to have him as a Magic alum and a member of the Magic family, at least to some extent. Um, That's going to do it for me. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. 
You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.